1: Good afternoon, good morning. good morning, good day to you all. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. And of course, happy Valentine's Day for those who celebrate Valentine's Day. So those who don't, uh, tough luck. Anyways, joining me now, I am Ron Carlick, and joining me now across the Atlantic Ocean is the gold standard in Ghost Hunter, the infrasound of the god of infrasound. Now oh, I've got him messing this all up already mr steve parsons happy valentine's day yeah yeah i didn't get your valentine what happened uh lost
0: in the post yeah 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 like my there was go. good. <laughs>
1: anyway moving right along so yeah before you we came on here you came on with video and i says you're on video and stuff like that and then you said what and it was like you were on video and I said, Oh, it wasn't mine. And then
0: you said, Here you go. What the hell does that oh, mean? There you go. There you go. Here you go. I don't know. It's a British saying, just, you know, What's whatever. It, mean? right? the, it means nothing. It just, there you go. Tis what it go. is. That's like. Yeah, say lovey. That's like. Mm-hmm. There you
1: go. Whatever. <laughs> so it's a British yeah, way of saying it, whatever. Yeah,
0: basically. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love it.
1: <laughs> so for those who didn't uh, tune in last week, uh it was a two hour extravaganza with the two gentlemen from
0: the Yeah, we UK. we were, we was conned. Oh, we haven't got any guests for the second hour. Can you hang on? Cal still still is sleep deprived because of that. Oh well. Yeah. But he's I'm going to in the
1: tank the... for a while. That's all he has to yeah, do, you know. Say, I'm going, going to that... the tank to do research and just take a nap in the tank.
0: Yeah. Face down. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they have like an ear bubble in there? I mean, he's not—is he
0: underwater? I would assume he would. No. Be underwater. No. No, it's got um, like it's like a dome-shaped lid on it. But he, and it's it's kind of like floating in the dead sea. It's like a pressure cooker. Uh, well the water's very salty Or rather mm. I suppose after you get out after an hour It's just more like soup isn't it Yeah Must be heated That's, too right Because otherwise you get kind of oh, cold uh, Yeah I should imagine it'd be, it'd be heated I've never been a great fan of these hot tubs These jacuzzi hot tubs no, Me, me because, neither Because our, our neighbours have got one And mm. they fill it up You know, Every spring It's got filters and things But they fill it up every spring and then they empty it in the autumn, the fall. Hmm. But you imagine that, you know, they get in, the kids get in, the grandkids get in. Hmm. I wouldn't get it. Hmm. So it's kind but of a germ soup. It it is kind of a soup, isn't it, by the end of the season? Don't they have terrible something they add to it or anything? Yeah, but you're still not gonna get the basic ingredient. I mean, if you you know, if you're gonna put Ingredient then you, yeah. no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: no, no, I don't blame you. I mean, I'm not a big fan of them myself, so there you go. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, so if, if you missed last week's show, it was a two hour extravaganza, an hour here on an international, an hour on uh, next generation, and uh, the four three of us, or four of us, <laughs> I guess Anne was there too. <laughs> I should hope Anne was there too, she was the co host and uh yeah we, we got into uh, we talked about a lot of things but uh it was interesting and uh you know S- mr uh cooper dr dr cooper uh is an associate professor i believe at uh hang northampton
0: university.
1: not Hampton. okay not university and so is that position or is that how is that looked on by the other fields in the the science fields you know like uh, biology
0: well it's uh, well it's always been said it's often been said that psychology is a fringe academic science i always said that (laughs) and parapsychology of course make that would make it a fringe of a fringe yeah So, um, yeah, there there aren't many. I mean, as Cal said last week, there are some universities that that include um, parapsychology or para within psychology Mm -hmm. or or anomalous psychology, um, which is how they term it. Well, that's how they term it at the likes of Goldsmiths College in London. Um, you know, like our our friend Chris French, for example, is a professor or ex professor, now he's retired, of anomalous psychology. Uh, is that so, when the guy lost his thesis? <laughs> no, that's that's that that proper is paranormal psychology.
1: Oh, okay. I was just curious.
0: Yeah. Uh, he didn't lose it, he gave it to his mum. Mm, mm-hmm. His one and only copy, apparently that's I don't understand that I thought I thought
1: they had to be on files so that they're well
0: available. you know
1: well whatever yeah. I didn't mean to bring that up but I did yeah. so yeah I was looking back on it and you know you have the early people like uh, you know Harry price and them I, I mean they were they were kind of looked on us in a lot of places as as not legitimate uh, science people um, and, and then you even have the Wright Institute, and it, he brought a little bit of uh, legitimacy to the, the field. But even then, it was still, and as but,
0: we and, about, it, and it still is. It still is. You know, there are, in fact, there is a group. Um, they, they, they like guerrilla uh, or guerrilla skeptics. I think they call themselves, and oh, um, and they go on to the likes of Wikipedia. <laughs> um, no, because Wikipedia, you know, it can be altered. That's the idea of it. It's like open source, open. Architecture. I know. It's terrible. That's why I take everything with a grain of salt on that. Well, page. that's the reason why, you see, because these these guerrilla skeptics uh, actively go on onto uh, paranormal um, Wikipedia pages or pages on Wikipedia that deal with the paranormal and and tamper with them. And change yeah. things and uh, bias things. In fact, there's an American uh, guy, uh, Craig Weiler, American uh, parapsychologist Craig Weiler, um, or psychical researcher, who's who's kind of you know a big champ been championing um, a movement against these guerrilla skeptics, mm-hmm. uh, these materialist guerrilla skeptics, who you know who are very very dismissive. Got nothing uh, to do. well, they may not have much to do, but they they are doing a lot of damage because a lot of people university students um the general public you know when when you search for a a topic, then most people still do use or turn to Wikipedia um and generally it's good for a start for a basis, yeah, well something. as I say generally you know, we, you, the information is, is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's as a result of its open architecture, which means that ideally any errors can be quickly picked up and quickly corrected. So mm-hmm. the information is, is delivered um, in an unbiased format. But these guerrilla skeptics, of course, have, have used that weakness in the system to their own advantage. And it's something that Craig has been championing for a long time. And it be interesting to get him on the show, actually. Um, I'm, sure I'm sure he's on our friends list somewhere. was he, his side. name, Craig? Wyler. W-E-I-L-L-E-R. Or wheeler? Is it Will or Wyler? I don't know how he pronounces it, if I'm honest. Is um, it two E's? Uh, no, E-I. Oh, W-E-I. E-I. Oh, yeah, so
1: Wyler, you were right. Yeah. Or oh, yeah, wheeler or whatever,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's he's you know, he's on my friend's list. He's probably on yours, and he's definitely on Lloyd Auerbach's. Nobody likes me, so. Well, I didn't want to say it out loud. Yeah, well, you know how it's like.
1: When you're the voice of freedom.
0: <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to get his, because it's something he's looked at in the great, de- a great, you know, great detail. And it's yeah, something, yeah. He, it's a cause that he's championing. So, uh, it would be so interesting. What, what are
1: these people, the gorilla guys that are in their mom's basement playing video games, going to do, uh, well, they take that away from
0: them. Well, uh, <laughs> actually, I think from, from what Craig has, has uh, found it's it's not, these gorilla skeptics are not spotty youth in their basement. Oh no. Um, no, these are academics. Really? These are, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, from that's what strange I, then. From what I can gather, a lot of these are university academics.
1: That is strange.
0: Well, you see modern university I, academics? Do they see
1: parapsychology as a threat to them or something?
0: I don't know. Well, they, 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 they don't see it as a threat as, so much as, um, I think they see it as hocus pocus.
1: So instead of devoting on their field, they decide to go to Crossfield and attack something that they don't agree well, with. Well, I don't not. think they – I
0: don't necessarily – I mean, you'd have to ask Craig, but I don't think they necessarily do it full-time. I think it's an evening, you know, a hobby. Mm. And, you know, they um, they they correct things. There's lots of use of allegedly and um, <laughs> and uh, according to and hearsay. You know, it's mm. – um, Yeah. Sort of like Joe Nickel stuff. kind of, hmm. yeah, kind of. So, but uh, we'll try and get Craig onto the show and we can talk about it because it'd be an interesting. Yeah, that'd be great. Show. Yeah, I'd, I'd
1: be interested. Um, you know, so I was looking into so how do they they try and, you know how are they trying to become a more legitimate field of study, and they got together and they formed the uh, para, psych, parapsychological. I can't say that. Parapsychology.
0: Parapsychological uh, Association. Yeah. And uh, PA. Yeah. Who are now the de facto um, governing body for parapsychology, I guess. You know, if uh, there is nothing stopping anybody calling themselves a parapsychologist, and the term does pre- predate anything that Ryan. Who is considered to be the father of parapsychology? But it does predate him. I mean, Price referred to um, his own work as parapsychology. Um, you know, it is literally the psychology of the paranormal. Right. Um,
1: they they, so, they wanted go ahead. They wanted to become a member of the uh, associate uh, affiliate. Yeah. Excuse me, of the American uh, Association for the Advancement of Science, AAAS. And it
0: wasn't an easy task. No, it wasn't an easy task. Um, The first first three attempts failed miserably. Yeah, a bit like Britain trying to get into Europe the first few times. Um, But now they are, the PA are seen as the kind of like the governing body for parapsychology. And um, in order to be a, member of the PA, you have to be studying in the field and recommended by peers and have published um, papers. There's different levels of membership from associates, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like a gentleman's Uh, club, sort of. Not really, but they they are the people who we would more normally recognise as being parapsychologists. Mm. Um, You know, it is considered to be one of the defining elements of being a parapsychologist is to be, a, you know, an associate member or otherwise of the PA. Right. But, you know, anybody can call it. The term itself is not a um, controlled term. Anybody can call themselves a parapsychologist and you can <laughs> sell courses in parapsychology. You can, um you, you, you can, you know, promote yourself as a parapsychologist uh, and there's basically nothing they can do about it. Yeah,
1: but uh, it wasn't until 1969 that they actually became an affiliate of the AAAS. So it, it took uh, four tries to finally. Kind of yeah,
0: in. I mean there are there are universities and there are um, disciplines that will not accept. Um, you know, when people say, "Oh, I've been published in in XYZ journal." Um, and also the PA journal, uh, the Journal of Parapsychological Association, or indeed the Society for Psychical Research journal. They don't accept those as proper journals. Really? Yep. They, they, they some There are some um, academic bodies that do not accept publication in those journals as being real journals, you know, properly peer-reviewed authoritative journals still in 2024 I mean it, the situation is changing for the better and parapsychology is is now becoming more recognized as a academic pursuit but it is still considered to be a fringe
1: yeah the, uh, yeah, they, they actually try to uh, kick him out again, uh, joined Wheeler, oddly enough, not to be confused with uh, Craig Wilder, uh, called for an expulsion, uh, but uh, he, he failed, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately,
0: I guess. <laughs> uh. Well, you know, there are, there are some very eminent men of science, men and women of science, men, women, and whatever other genders of science, um, who are members of the P.A., or, you know, different levels of affiliation to it, and are conducting work that is relevant to paranormal. To be honest with you, most most parapsychologists have kind of, I mean, parapsychology itself, as an academic pursuit, doesn't really involve itself in ghosts and haunted houses and apparitions. Mm -hmm. It it used to, but they've they've moved much more into fields of consciousness studies. Yeah. in, in, In the last sort of couple of decades um you know they're much more interested in questions of consciousness rather than um you know survival of death or 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 mundane you know flimsy things like ghosts Mm -hmm. which which are you know even to many parapsychologists ghost hunting is considered to be right out there on the fringe and, and the pursuit of weekend enthusiasts.
1: Yeah. According to this article I read, the, uh, the field of parapsychology still faces a uphill battle for respectability. But what's interesting, the majority of negativity isn't coming from mainstream scientists. They find it interesting and don't necessarily dismiss the field research. The bulk of skepticism is coming from a very vocal
0: minority. Your, your, uh, yeah. These these guerrilla skeptics. There yeah. are, yeah. And um, I say it's not something that I've really bothered too much about because it doesn't really affect what I do, um, and doesn't really involve much of what I do. But you know, there are academics whose work has been trashed by these guerrilla skeptics, and they're they are you know, uh, rightly aggrieved by it. And you know, wanting some redress for their grievances.
1: Uh, and guess who this article is written by?
0: Uh, go on. Craig Wheeler. Wheeler. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. grab a grab a hold of him because he's over your side and we'll we'll hopefully yeah. get him on the show. Yeah, there you go. So are we is the field?
1: Going to the young, or is it still any aged parapsychologists <laughs> other than yourself <laughs> <laughs> and Karen? <laughs>
0: um, well, I'm considered to, you know, I've, I would say I'm one of the youngsters. Um, I'm just teasing, you know. that. No, I would genuinely say I'm one of the youngsters. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly in an organization like the SPR, where, you know, a lot of them are approaching or a past retirement age um there are as cal was saying last week you know going through his university there are is it did he say there's something like 20 phd students um doing studies that are para related it's never been a field that has been densely populated with with researchers you know there's at nothing at, not there, right but there isn't. Yeah, I mean, there is. There's no money in paranormal research. But I mean, there is. There is. There's organisations like the Bial Institute in Switzerland. There's the Wellcome Institute, um, who do channel some fundings. There's also um, uh, Bigelow, um, who he he was um, Bigelow. The guy. He's the guy that built uh, the inflatable space station. For NASA, Uh Bigelow Aerospace. Oh. Um, but he puts up a—I think it's a million-dollar prize um, each year for um, survival, mainly aimed at survival studies. Um, I think it's—it's it's, it's an essay writing sort of uh, thing that, with a million-dollar prize, that seems to be an annual thing now. Um, but the founder of Bigelow Aerospace the guy that built the inflatable space station um, is is the benefactor really what making it up
1: no I just find that interesting (laughs) I I, wasn't really challenging you I just said wow I I was
0: oh I get it well I mean you've got you've got it's not that bizarre really I mean you know Musk has invested a lot in, uh, it's not paranormal research, but, you know, it is off-planet research, certainly with his Mars ventures. Uh, Bigelow, I don't know, I, again, the, it's not an area that I, I I involve myself in, you know, parapsychology. I'm not a parapsychologist. Uh, some people do um, call me that. And indeed, what I do could be considered as parapsychology. And it's been said many times, even by Dr. Cooper last week, that effectively I am a parapsychologist. It's just not really my area of, uh, you know, it's it's never really, um, I've never really considered it to be or considered myself as an academic parapsychologist. You know, I'm a field researcher first and foremost.
1: You said academic, but would you be a field
0: parapsychologist? I well, if such a thing exists, um why wouldn't yeah. well, it? Well you know, as as Cal said, and we were talking about Dylan last week and you know, parasociologists. Um there are many anth anthropologists. Well we already have a paranthropologist. We have a couple yeah. of paraphysicists as well. Mm-hmm. Um So it's kind of a niche where you you build your own niche and you can give it whatever title you want, really. Um, And I, but it's not something, you know, I am a psychical researcher and I think that defines what I do. That's a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. the non-technical term for the the lay uh, people is, I'm a ghost hunter and uh, yeah, i usually correct. say
1: paranormal researcher and investigator because they you. well there's, there's, you do, do you do, do field work which makes you an investigator in a way uh so that that's well I, I, I
0: predominantly think. do field research yeah um you know that's that's always been my my main area of interest mm-hmm. um inevitably there is an academic output because you know the the work some of the work I do is peer review
1: yeah, I think you do a lot of
0: academic work, I think you do you know Incre- increasingly you. more yeah. in yeah increasingly more in recent years because yeah. that's the nature of the beast, you know there are there are so many paranormal themes out there that it's a highly competitive you know if you've got a haunted house it's it's a highly competitive world, yeah um you know it's not like it was 20, 30, 40 years ago where you could just rock up to somebody's front door and say, can I come and look for your ghosts, mister? Mm-hmm. You know, now, those days are long gone now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you, I I kind of changed horses to, well, you know, I've learned a lot and hopefully I'll pass some of that information that I, some of the stuff I've learned down the years on.
1: Just leave a legacy, which is good
0: what so much legacy is i think so if you teach uh, somebody that's you know
1: yeah i've never say, really
0: seen it i've never really seen it that way it's just that you know i made all the mistakes so you don't have to yeah
1: that's what that was what it comes with experience uh you know that's people don't understand that uh but you know the the where you go in life if you could continue to learn, you should continue to learn. If you don't, you really have Oh, yeah. Have a oh, yeah. Uh, but you, you, you acquire more knowledge. You acquire more experience. And experience also uh, is, is knowledge in that you learn by mistakes that yes. this is not the way to do something. Not,
0: uh, you know, that's, that's right. Yeah. But there, is a, there is a counter-argument to that, which is just because uh, somebody's been doing something for a very long time doesn't necessarily mean they've been doing it right. You know, it, it's perfectly possible to do something wrong for a very long time.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. We yeah, we so, know that throughout history actually. So Yeah, yeah. So but you know, that that being said, it's uh, it's also how you how you view what you do. I mean
0: <sighs> Well much of much of my output is peer reviewed because it you know it comes out via the, the likes of the SPR or ASAP. And there are people with equal skills. Or greater skills, greater knowledge, and they wouldn't let it out the door if they didn't think it worthy. Mm-hmm. So, there, so there is a, you know, when I wrote the, when I was asked to write the publications for the SPR, I didn't write them and then just spring them on the SPR as a, as a fait accompli. You know, they were properly vetted um, because obviously their name was attached to it. Yeah, but so it don't is write kind of peer review, so. unfortunately. You know. Some people do. Some people, you know, some people like criticizing. Um, I uh, think yeah, a lot of people like criticizing. That's uh, for damn sure, but that's another story. I, but, I think I mean, criticism is justified if you are, if it's constructive. If it's just naysaying and and dissing something for the sake of yeah. it because you don't agree with it, then that's not really constructive. Yeah, sort of like you you did last week to me when I talked about. Uh, global yeah, yeah, because you can't measure the global temperature of the Earth. It's, yes, it's, you can. It's, it's a physical impossibility. I will find this. I will. I'm I've already looked that. and, and yeah, I've got. Oh, no, got, I'm working on it I've here. got, I've got, I've got, it. I've already got references lined up and papers lined up that demonstrate that you can't. Oh, I'm going to get people on the show that will. Well, I've got a Nobel-winning a Nobel physicist. association. Oh, that's can't,
1: pretty so. Anyways, we've we got to go. We've got a noble women time limit here, so we got to get going. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. The T- <laughs> Steve Parsons and Ron Cog. There you go. Uh, right here on uh, Toji. Brought by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Memory Street, Bethlehem, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. We'll be right back.
0: Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town. Where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turn 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica! Fighting me, comes a tale of primal terror, and grind called mayhem.
1: Shadow hunters. kill, Jessica, kill! <laughs>
0: are fortunate enough to still be listening to the second half of the first half of tonight's two-hour ghost chronicles extravaganza with ron and somebody else extravaganza that's so funny anyway yeah
1: we're back uh so there are many i guess i don't know areas of the paranormal that you know we we could be doing more research and i'm going to ask you if if like dowsing, for instance. How much how much research has been done into dowsing that you're
0: aware of? Uh there are <laughs> quite a bit actually. Um yeah. well, I mean interesting thing about dowsing because a lot of people like Chris French, Joe Nickel, will tell you that the whole thing is just doesn't stand up to scrutiny. And mm-hmm. it's it's, you know, just hope and witchcraft, I guess. Flim flam. Yet, it wasn't so very long ago that some of the big oil companies and other big like hotel chains looking to find a borehole um, to put, you know, for a water supply would call in a dowser. Mm -hmm. And the dowser would wave his magic hazel rods and find water. They still use
1: it for dowsing for wells here in, in New England.
0: Exactly. So, you know, if it was just wishful thinking and hocus pocus, you know, you gotta ask yourself, would would big commercial companies invest anything in it? You know, I mean you know how they cut costs to the absolute bone in you know, in, in every area because it's all about the bottom line. So would they expend any money at all on hiring in a doubter? If there was nothing in it, I think that I, I mean, used to, for me, that says it all. I used to, uh, when I gave the tours
1: at the uh, the Lighthouse, I used to talk about dowsing and, you know, I, I read an article, of course, uh, it was a newspaper article, from a legitimate, not the sun or something, uh, about the, the army actually used dowsing to find Viet Cong tunnels during the Vietnam War. And I also found out for some people that uh, some of the water companies uh, have dowsing rods on their trucks. I remember one tour, uh, I had just done my thing and we were walking over to the port and a couple of guys came up to me and says, yeah, we work for the water power. We have those big ass uh, dowsing rods on our truck. So, you know, there's gotta be something there. How it works, do we really, I mean, that if anything's in mumble jumble, it's that. It's just
0: Yeah. I and, it, and one of the conundrums is when it's been tested, um, you know, they've devised an experiment and mm-hmm. you know they've they've filled a um a container full of water and they've laid out thirty identical containers and one of them has one or two of them has water in them. And the doubter has gone back and forth over them and pointed to them. Then they don't find they don't often find water, and then the skeptics will argue, well, clearly it doesn't work um, but what I find challenging to that argument uh, because they've conducted an experiment they've set out to test it, and their results came back as negative for what they were looking for um mm-hmm. you know evidence of dousing being successful but I come back to what I said before. If you, you know how, we all know how capitalism works in the West. Companies aren't run by the managing director. They're run by a board and the shareholders. And ultimately, it's the bottom line. It's the buck. And they will shave a buck here and shave a buck there um, to increase their profit. But they, but they do pay dowsers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which strikes me as an oddity when, you know, if it was such flim-flam, then that would be an easy buck to save. Yeah, sure.
1: I mean, same like that stupid electromagnetic collar that I wear because of my neck surgery. You know, that to me that I mean my cardiologist said it sounded like, you know, flum flam, but you know, the the insurance company dished out almost, you know, two thousand dollars, over two thousand dollars for this stupid thing. So if they were willing to do that, then, you know, they they must be Satisfied with the particular studies on this thing that it
0: actually works. Um, yeah, um, but they are getting. You know, I suppose ultimately, in the, in when it comes to medicinal or or therapeutics, mm-hmm. um, I think what you have to rely upon is is the patient feedback. If the patients are saying yes, we think it works. Um, I found it beneficial. And there is there are many many arguments that and, and experiments and tests and and studies that have looked at homeopathy, okay. and they've and they've concluded you know uh, that there's nothing in it. I mean, how can there be? You dilute this stuff so much that there's nothing left of the original antagonist and uh, element. You know, the the flower or whatever else they um, they used. So there's effectively no parts per million. And yet, the patients say it works, and that's placebo effect. I think. Well, yeah, that's what that's what people say. Uh, You know, that's what some of the arguments will suggest. It's pure placebo effect. Um, but is that the case? Do we actually know enough about how some of these therapeutics work? And ultimately, does it matter anyway? Because if the patient says. I feel better or demonstrably get better and improve, mm-hmm. then that surely is, um, the, you know, there is the bottom line in that situation. Right. You know, I, I, I was trained in conventional medicine, and yet we also used um, and were trained in uh, the likes of acupuncture.
1: Yeah, that's accepted in a lot of uh, hospitals. Actually it's accepted by insurance company. My insurance company will pay for yeah.
0: acupuncture. I mean I yeah. was trained I, I had training in acupuncture mm-hmm. um, whilst I was, you know, also trained in conventional medicine. And we used acupuncture therapeutically and the patients reported that it was beneficial and that they felt better for having received that treatment. Now we we also used to realise that some that there was a placebo effect. Uh, right. for some things. Like a, a good example of that, you would of, often, um, uh, when I worked in the, what we call accidents in emergency or the Americans call the ER, yeah. Yeah. we we would have patients who would come in and they, they'd they had a fall or an accident or an injury and they twisted, sprained or bruised something. Um, and I saw several times the doc- the doctor, the medic would put down um, that they were for x-ray therapy. And, you know, as a student nurse, I said, well, what is this x-ray therapy? He said, well, if I just put a bandage on their ankle and said you've sprained it, they, they will go, no, you're wrong, it's broken, I demand a x-ray and blah, 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 blah. Whereas if you give them the x-ray and then put the bandage on and say you've sprained it, Even if you don't look at the x-ray, the patient feels that they've had a better course of treatment and they respond better. So, you know, there was this sort of um, recognition that uh, x-ray therapy or giving somebody an x-ray could be therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you're not dealing with it. You know, it it comes under the banner of the paranormal because you're not actually dealing with the nor, normal psychology. Right. And, but have, and almost whenever you're dealing with people, that's the case, isn't it? They, they've they done blind
1: studies, though. I, I remember one study yes, they have. Uh, in regards to, I don't know if it was, I think it was heart patients, where they had 50% of the study group uh, were prayed for by all different yeah. modalities yeah. all over the world, and the other 50% was not. And mm-hmm. they found that definitely improvement in the people that were prayed for versus the people that weren't paid for and I, I don't know i don't know how many that how many times that study was reproduced or whatever but
0: there were also you know, studies that, that where the opposite came yeah was was found to be really the as well oh yeah um you know where the where a, a double blind was carried out uh, to look at um, you know, like prayer and other non-invasive forms. Okay, of... I haven't seen those, but that's—I wouldn't um, doubt it. I mean, I don't know how many studies I mean, are carried out. But you know, it wasn't wasn't just prayer. Um, a long time ago, I was sent to a pain management clinic, um, where they do not just psychological—you um, know—learn to live with your condition. Um, but there were some active interventions as well, and one of them was um, involved the individual patient lying on a um, bed and then the therapist waving palm fronds to and fro to and fro over over the individual and saying i'm, I'm gathering up your pain and i 'm th- brushing it away i 'm gathering yeah. up your pain yeah. and i 'm brushing it away." Now, for some people, that was beneficial. When they tried it with me, I nearly wrapped the palm frond around the person's head. Right. Um, they, they have a similar thing
1: with shamanism. We'll take a, a feather, an eagle feather, and an yeah, the, yeah. The eagle feather,
0: the, the same thing. Yeah, exactly yeah. the same thing. Now, you know, clearly some people found it to be beneficial. I just wanted to kill the therapist. Yeah, I don't blink. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, I've had all kinds of modalities done to me, and yeah. Yeah. So, you you know, (laughs) if it works, then I'm all, you know, we don't need to dig too deeply. If the patient is saying to us, yes, that is beneficial to me. I feel better. I, Mm -hmm. and they get better because a lot of it is how you're feeling. You know, if you, if you're positive, there are a lot of psychologists, including uh, Kieran, um, our colleague, Kieran O'Keefe, who who look at positivity um, in psychology and they you know they promote and study positivity uh, you know think positive thoughts think right, happy right. thoughts and you will be you know you will be better for it and there are a lot of people that subscribe to that belief uh, and oh, practice it. you know and, and they act, they actively practice it and and promote it and benefit from it So, you know, if it's beneficial and it does no harm, then why not? Mm -hmm. So going
1: back to dowsing and and kind of sidetracked on that, and that's my fault. But, but, uh, you know, I mean, there are certain studies that have been done. And I remember when I think, in fact, I think Arthur C. Clark quoted in in one of his productions that he did about uh, a number of, in a in Australia maybe and uh, they did all these tests they put planted water they planted iron uh, gold and silver and they tested it and then they had the results well the skeptics dumped all over the um, test saying that uh, the you know the percentage was you know less mm-hmm. than uh, chance and but Arthur uh, C. says, th- this is true. However, they looked; they uh, put it all together. In other words, the the ones that found the water, the percentage was extremely high, but the ones for the other things, the gold, the things, were were less than uh, average.
0: So well, that skewed you, the whole study. Did, so it's how you yeah. read the study as well. Well, uh, you can make statistics do <laughs> anything you like, can't you? I mean. Bidenomics is a great example of that, and um, what what you choose to do with the statistics, and indeed how you how you formulate the question or a question can often skew the answer. Oh, that's true. You know, um, and there are many many examples of that that we could give just using politics alone, but we're not going to. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to if you want to Demonstrate a point, then often, and you see this all the time, particularly in politics. They they conduct a poll, right? Uh, and they formulate a question or a series of questions, and they ask a group of people. They they email them or they telephone them or they grab them in the street, and they say, "Well, we've done a study of a hundred people, and ninety nine of them were in favour of, um, just for argument's sake, Biden's policy on immigration." Mm-hmm. Now, somebody else will come along and go with a, a slightly different, you know, one or two word different set of questions. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, we've done a poll and 90, 95 percent of people uh, support Donald Trump's policy on immigration. Mm-hmm. And both sides are actually right because they're stating the results of their poll, their experiment. Yeah. Um Oh, sure. Not only that, it's your audience as well.
1: You could write a question, uh, uh, do you believe in a paranormal, and you take that to a paracon, and you know you're going to get a high percentage of people and all that. You take it to a skeptical thing, and you'll have a very low percentage.
0: You you go off to TEDx or Skeptics in the Pub or one of the others and say, hey, do you believe in ghosts? And you will find a very low response. (laughs) You go, as you say, you go to Spirit Quest, and you say, um, "Hey, do you believe in ghosts?" You'll get virtually a polar opposite okay. response. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: but uh, you know, going back to dials, I, I don't. How did we jump from looking for water and finding water, which in in K in tunnels, if that was the case, uh, or oil, uh, to communicating with the dead? Ah. How did that well,
0: jump go? That's it's, it's not even a mystery. Um, it's it's one of those great conundrums that paranormal field researchers have to face because often. Well, let's look at EMF for example. Yeah. Um, if we, we, which is a highly popular uh, area of study by field investigators, ghost hunters, whatever title you want to give or they prefer to use. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, out of the blue, people started using these ghost detecting devices. Now, o- the root of that is actually a Canadian professor who published a paper that said that there was um, a connection between people having paranormal sensations of God and supreme beings when exposed to electromagnetic. Uh, random electromagnetic field. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, that was uh, Michael Persinger up at the Laurentian yeah. University in Canada. Um, now, at, at the almost the same moment in time, there was the rollout of the three G, later four G, and now five G telephone networks and microwave ovens and all this high frequency electromagnetic radiation. Sure. And people were blaming their sicknesses and ailments, and there was a fear of this new fangled magic moonbeam radiation that was uh, coming out from from cell phone towers and microwave ovens, and and there was a number of companies who kind of exploited that and said, "Well, we have a way of measuring this. It's called a." Uh, in fact, one of the almost the very first company that did it was a company called Cato Enterprises, mm-hmm. um, with their with their little meter that you could quickly point at your microwave oven or your cell phone tower and read the number of lights. Then there was because of because of Persinger's work, and because of an appearance on a television show where the device was touted as a ghost detecting device oh please no. or a ghost ghost meter according to or a uh, ghost meter i mean there yeah. was shortly after that there was another of these devices called the cell sensor yeah which morphed into My the favorite. which morphed into the um ghost meter the ghost meter and Maybe. the ghost meter Maybe. pro ghost oh. meter so, pro get and, that you, and you see that with dowsing too because you know, you can not only douse for water, gold, silver, oil, but ghosts as well. Yeah,
1: And so, not only you just douse for ghosts, but you can communicate with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is actually led by by the television shows because mm-hmm. they need they need to sell advertising revenue on in in the ad break. Um, they need something to show the audience, the, the the viewers, because, hey, you know, real ghost hunting is just basically one of the most boring things that you can do, because it involves sitting sitting around not doing anything, mm-hmm. um, yeah. largely. And historically, that's always been how it was conducted. You know, they would go to the haunted house and they would wait to see if the ghost appeared. But that wouldn't sell any television advertising. So, sort of like you at the vacation house, huh? yeah, kind of like me at the vacation <laughs> house, sit around waiting for something to happen. Yeah, um, and of course, inevitably, like me at the vacation house, not much ever does happen. And mm. that wouldn't be great television, would it? You would never get another series. You'd never be. You you wouldn't get a second program, let alone a second series. Um, so they introduce psychics who can point randomly at stuff and talk about stuff that they can perceive that nobody else can. And then you bring in these devices. Now, the way that these things work, like the K2, they will usually go off. So you you can be virtually certain that at some point that will activate. And if not, it's a relatively simple thing to make it activate. And you can then confabulate that into any story you wish. It can be a murderer, it can be a demon, it can be the archangel Gabriel, if if that's your, um, you know, uh, quarry. Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, ah. it's it's like you know, it's like you with the uh, the broken uh, video game. There, you, you demonstrated how it oh the SLS. Off. Yeah, you give false readings, and and people still ignore it. And yeah. you know, I demonstrate dowsing and how it does, and and I very good at it. And yeah. I sh- can show you that I can get the answer I want very yeah. easily. And you yeah. would not know that I. That's no. No. you're dead right. That's but a they trick still I, ignore
0: it. Yeah, that's a trick I've I've used many times. You know, this is the yes response. That's the no response. This is the yeah. Yeah, and ask a question. Oh, yes, no, don't, know. yes, no, no, yes. And you explain to them how it's done. You actually get them doing it. And then they go away and throw all that away and just go back to what their beliefs are. And we saw that with the SLS at Spirit Quest. We actually, um, Jeff Belanger, uh, yeah, was it was the one that was me.
1: on it was one by used by Zach. So
0: how do you like he, that? He brought along the very SLS camera that was used on Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. And I demonstrated how it works and how it makes little stick men. And I gave, you know, it's, it, it's all very well me demonstrating it, but we, you know, we gave it to the to the participants and said, look, make your own stick man. If you point it there, if you do that, it will make a stick man. And they went. Oh yeah, it does. Every single time, it makes a little sick man. And then we all broke and went back to the uh, for for refreshments. Yeah. And they were all going. Well, you know what they said. That was <laughs> that was interesting, but it's not what Zach does.
1: Yeah, I mean, they. I wasn't there when you were doing that. I was in another part of the group. But they came Orlando, back yeah. to me and they said, yep. oh, Steve demonstrated how you could do it and everything. But,
0: you know, exactly. <laughs> <the big part. laughs> yep. Just, it was the same when I did the orb experiments and demonstrated, you know, this is how this is how orbs happen. Flashlight. Yeah, this is how. Look, we can make them to order. Let's make. And I did that with you at Hammond Castle. I said, "Sit there, and we'll get some orbs." And it lo and so behold, much. lo and behold, we had orbs, didn't we? We even had you pointing at them at one point. Yeah. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I published the results of that that paper, mm-hmm. I had people writing to me going, "Oh, your research was really fascinating." Uh but can you have a look at that third photograph because I can see a face in the orb <laughs> <laughs> or the orbs, yeah, I've always said the orbs are dust, except you know in like my case, yeah yeah, except the ones I've captured because they're yeah. doing something. they appear to order. I said, well, I yeah,
1: captured but, them that way it makes them special
0: yeah, I said, well, I can make them to order, that doesn't mean that they're paranormal, yeah, but right. my friend the psychic said. Well, I wasn't there when your friend the psychic said that, so I can't yeah. argue against that. Um, and that's well, often the pro—that just... I mean—that's often the problem when you do a public event. That you know, they say to you, "Well, what do you think of this picture?" And they'll thrust a mobile phone or a, a two-inch phone screen, yeah. uh, camera screen you know, at you, and you're on a hiding to nowhere because you weren't there when the picture was taken. You don't know what what they were up to when the picture was taken. You don't know what they were, you know, uh, the circumstances, whether. So what can you actually say if you turn around and go, well, yeah, the real explanation for what you've captured there is airborne And You're going to spend probably the next two hours of your life that you'll never get back again. Um and they it won't make a blind bit of difference to them. They will in fact they will think that you're a lesser person because you poo pooed their their orb photograph or their ghost photograph. Um if you agree with them and say that's oh, you interesting. You again. <laughs> they, they, they 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 run, you know, oh yeah. Um that, that Kieran O'Keefe said that, you know, my picture is like really interesting he'll, and really yeah, paranormal and yeah, as seen on TV. Um, so
1: it's Steve. You can say, oh, that's interesting. And the next thing you know, yeah, Steve Parsons said I had a ghost yeah, in my phone. Yeah,
0: that's happened. That's happened. Um, and so as – and we had, you know, similarly, Cal last week when you asked him whether universities still test psychics. And he said, well, not as often as they, because you have this problem of – it doesn't matter what the outcome of the oh, experiment yes, yeah. is, the medium will still run round saying, as seen on TV, as tested by you know, I've okay. been tested by by top parapsychologists. Well won't, <laughs> won't tell you what the result of the test was. Yeah, no, exactly. Um Derren we Der- Der- Brown Steve. well, I was just gonna say Derren Brown did a TV show where he actually, you know, looked at that uh, and he demonstrated that the psychic was indeed. Not doing anything at all, and the psychic said, "I've been tested by Darren Brown in his thirty you know, seconds, in his next stage show."
1: All right, we so. do have to go, unfortunately. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, tune in for Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation, Book of Shadows coming up next, and uh, tune in next week. Uh, I'll try to get this guy to. Um, yeah, be good. So, yeah. Good night, everyone. God bless. Take care. And good night. See you next week. Happy Valentine's Day.